Welcome to the Mud Talk Podcast, where you can hear thoughts from potters and ceramic artists around the world. A new topic each episode to improve our craft, grow our businesses, and discover new perspectives. We want to hear from you. My name is Brandon Schwartz, but you can call me Fuzzy. Episode 25, Business Tips and Advice. Hello all you fantastic listeners. It has been way too long since I've put out a podcast here, an episode of this podcast. The Mud Talk podcast has gone on quite a hiatus here over the past few months. Now you would think with all the social distancing and the quarantine-ing, I would just be cranking out these podcast episodes, especially you know earlier as kind of the pandemic took hold. I was doing a lot of staying at home, but alas, I decided to focus completely on my top priority for this year, which was to finish my pottery studio. Uh, I've also been spending time with my family, so we can kind of all stay sane, but now that the studio is taking shape, I hope to spend more time making pots and a lot more time making online content, including podcast episodes. Um, I have made a few pots in the new studio, so I'm excited about that. In fact, the, the Michiana Pottery Tour is coming up here, and it will be online this year. So that's right, you can buy pots from all of those amazing artists, no matter where you live. We'll ship them right to you. Uh, so I'll be making more pots for that. I'll be promoting it online. I've already put together some videos and things. The tour is at the end of September, I believe the 26th. So you can go to MichianaPotterytour.com to find out more. Lately, I've also become fascinated with the idea of branding, uh, which is perfect for this episode. I've been listening to and reading books and articles and even taking some courses. And at the end of this episode, since it's about business, I'll share five things that could help a potter or ceramic artist to improve their brand. And yes, if you are trying to sell your work, you should have a quote-unquote brand even if it is more of a personal brand instead of a what you might think of as a big corporate brand. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, so thanks for taking the time to subscribe, download, support this podcast any way you can. Today the topic is business tips and advice. So let's hear some business tips and advice from other potters. First off, little Charlie Wheeler says, knowing that everyone has different tastes and that piece that disappointed you as it came out of the kiln might be someone else's favorite. Throwing Mud Etc. responded to that comment and said, that is so true. Usually the ones I don't like are the first to go. Little Fern Pottery also responded to the first comment and said, I hated the cup to one of my matcha sets. Hated the glaze. Five hours after I posted it, it was gone. LOL. You're so right. I've also found that to be true. You know, I've, I've made, you know, I remember this specific pair of cups that I made, you know, trying some different glaze combinations. Hated how they turned out. Went to my next show. It was like probably the third sale. They were both, both gone. So yes, I know what, I know how that goes. Next up, we have League Industries Group. Uh, simply said to network as their business tip. And Pip the Potter 
said, use the shows to network. Libeck said, a lesson I learned, don't accept custom orders. It's never satisfying to make something as directed by a customer. It will always feel better to make your own piece. And it's hard to match their vision. All right, 954LLA responded to that comment and said, thank you. I've been struggling with turning down requests, but no, I never enjoy the process as much as going with my own vision. But then Earth Art Am, in response, said, Disagree. The first custom order I got was a disaster. I agree, no satisfying that guy. But I'm glad I didn't give up on them. I like the challenge of meeting someone's vision. After that first one, I've never had another person that didn't see what I do and trust me to get it done. It's not a huge part of my business, but I do enjoy it. Tip, get paid up front for truly unique work. So that could be a whole nother discussion, I think. Uh, in fact, I'll write that down. I uh, will be posting some more Bud Talk Mondays here sometime. But yeah, do you do custom orders? Do you avoid them like the plague? Uh, I think they're a good discussion either way. Uh, personally, I, I enjoy certain custom orders. Just the challenge of solving a problem, I think, is what I enjoy. Uh, but if it's not if it's not my style, if it's not something I do, I just say, hey, I don't do that. Maybe I know another potter over here that does that, and I'll send that person to the other potter. Next up, we have Clay Station Daka who said, treat your customer the way you would like to be treated as a customer. Solid business advice for anybody, I think. All right, next, That Mum said, have a 20-second Instagram story-style video to show anyone your work slash process and be able to explain why X, for example, a teapot costs $100 in time and money to make. I think that's a good idea. Some people call that kind of an elevator pitch, I think. Just something to explain what you do and then why you do it. And then a good example, you know, why these handmade things cost more than, you know, your Walmart mug or whatever. Okay, next, Earth Artem said, Treat it like a job, not a hobby. Show up every day and put in your time. RD Ceramics said, talk to every customer that comes into your space at shows and stand up. Don't sit in the back and expect them to come to you. Okay, I feel like that could be another whole discussion as well. I, you know, booth, I don't know, booth etiquette, customer interaction, things like that. I mean, sometimes some people say, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bother. I just want to let them look, let them be comfortable. I feel like it's more of a personal choice. You know how you how you want to interact with your customers. It seems though, uh, from what I've seen, as far as other potters and myself, I feel like the more that the potter interacts with people, the better their sales have a chance at being. I don't know how true that is, but it's something I've noticed. So I think there's there's a fine line. I mean, you don't want to be that you don't want to be that used car salesman type, but I think it's good to interact with your customers. You know, talk to them answer their questions, kind of guide their, their viewing if you, if you think they're open to that. All right, next, another Seattle artist said, don't give up and don't half-heart anything you make. People can tell. 
Oh, great advice. Ibtis Pottery said, I agree with RD Ceramics. Smile at people who come to your space. Encourage them to pick up your pottery, even when you're sure they won't buy. Tell them how you make your pots, but don't ever be pushy. That sounds reasonable to me. All right, Joanne S. from Facebook said, Make what you love, because when you become successful at it, you will be making it a lot. My favorite thing to make was, uh, and is, mugs, and now we make over 30000 a year. And of those, 7000 go to one account, all hand-thrown and hand-decorated. And be prepared to work half days. 12 hours is half a day. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, so uh, this, I feel like, I've seen one example of this personally. Uh, one potter that used to live in the area made these yarn bowls. And somehow Etsy kind of picked up the the yarn bowls and put them, you know, you know, the algorithm or whatever. So they became quite popular. And this potter, you know, made them but didn't really enjoy making them that much. But just had to crank them out to pay the bills, basically. All right, so these last few responses I saved here for the end. They fit well with what I've been reading about branding. So we'll we'll take a look at these and then talk a little bit about branding. All right, so Detailers ATM said, Enjoy being different. It's what makes you stand out from the rest. And then Mudbird Ceramics said, Make what you love. Don't try to be someone else. Your passion and creativity will come through in your designs, therefore attracting your customer to the story behind you as well. Ooh, that's good. That's good. All right, then Hill Bippy Clay Co. said, Customers are buying your story as much as they are buying your pots. I found when I'm most true to myself and let people in on the reason why and how I make what I do, the connection is deeper. You'll lose money and you'll make money. Don't lose sight of why you started selling pots in the first place. Put your passion into your work and be prepared to start over again and again. All right, then finally, Perkita P. from Facebook said, Have the courage to be different. Not that I have a business yet, but that is my two cents. All right, yes, these four final responses cover some of the most important parts of building a brand, which is a big part of the marketing and actually running a business is kind of establishing a brand or kind of who you are. Uh, You have to be your unique self so you can highlight what makes you stand out. Now, there's a lot of things to think about when you are building your brand, but I've written down five things to kind of get you started if you haven't really thought about building your brand yet. So the first thing to consider while branding yourself or branding your business is pretty obvious. Number one is choose to create a brand. Okay, so a brand, there's a couple different definitions, but it's kind of how people think about you and your work. Okay, so if you don't really put some thought into it, I mean, building a positive brand especially, you may be unknowingly sending like conflicting or confusing or even negative messages to potential customers. And building a brand, it's a lot of work, but if you commit to it, uh, it will surely pay off. And I mean, by a lot of work, I mean, it's kind of an ongoing process. So it's not something you do over dinner. 
All right, number two, number two tip for building a brand to get started is know yourself and your work. Now, there are a lot of ways to say it, but you have to find out who you are. I mean, not just what you do. I mean, everybody could say, hey, I'm a potter, but actually why you do it, what motivates you, what drives you, your purpose for living, your purpose for making, you know, those deeper kind of things. That's what people are going to connect to and then purchase your work as part of that. So giving the people the reason behind what you do gives people that extra thing to connect to. All right, number three, the number three thing to do while you are starting to build yourself a brand is to know your customers. All right, so once you have figured out who you are and why you create your work, you know, those deeper kind of questions, you're going to, you need to begin finding customers that will connect with you and your work. There are some different ways to do this. I won't go into all that kind of stuff right now, but just, just keep in mind that not everyone is going to connect with you and your work. You have to find, uh, find and like seek out the people that will. A couple different strategies for that, but that's one thing you will, will need to do as you start building your brand. All right, number four, next thing to do as you start building your brand, number four is tell your story. All right, so people connect with stories. I mean, that's a huge part of just being a human. You need to figure out like which format, which style, what your voice is, uh, how, how are you going to tell your story in the most authentic way for you and your work. So it's not just words. I mean, you can tell your story through images, videos, and of course your actual work. So you need to think about how you can engage your customers and maybe even make them part of the story. I mean, most of us are making like these functional pieces. How can we draw in these customers and make them part of the story? Because they're going to be the ones using these things. All right, number five, the last little tip here to help you start building a brand is be consistent. Okay, so the biggest reason you to, to actually put some thought into your brand is so you can be consistent, which will help build trust with these potential customers. If you are inconsistent, your potential customers will get confused and they'll be less likely to interact with you or buy from you. Like they might like really like something that you've done, but then maybe you say something or do something or put out other work that turns them off. Just being consistent, that doesn't mean make the same, same thing over and over again. But once you find, you know, those deeper reasons why you make, that's going to shine through all your other work, even if it's different work, different medium, you know, all these different things, you're going to, the, the real you is going to shine through. That's what people are going to connect to. All right. So to review five things that can help you get started as you build a brand for yourself or your business, uh, being potters, I mean, kind of one in the same. Number one, choose to create a brand. Number two, know yourself and your work. Number three, know your customers. Number four, tell your story. And number five, be consistent. So hopefully that will you know, get some ideas turning. But that's, I mean, the, the very tiniest tip of the iceberg, as they say. Now, I'll, I will also be writing a few articles to kind of expand, expand on 
some of those ideas and maybe even creating some kind of little course, you know, maybe like a crash course on expertclay.com in the next few months. Look out for that. All right, but anyway, that's about it for this episode. Uh, Thanks to everyone who shared their business tips and advice. Thank you to everybody listening. Thanks again for sharing. The next episode will be about finding your market. So kind of sticking with the business theme. But until then, keep selling pots, stay healthy, and stay muddy.